Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Social Credit Scores and Slave Training. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. Tonight is February 11th, Friday in the year 2022, and the war is building. I'm telling you, the people are rising up. Canada's holding the line. U.S. truckers are mobilizing. Canada authorities are losing their mind. Industry is starting to feel the pains. Pfizer's backing out of the shot for the young children. The stock market's starting to collapse. (laughs) And the fun is just beginning. All right, Patriots, before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page. Thanks to all you great patriots, we have our own landing page, our own homepage on MyPillow, and that's no small thing. And so there are all sorts of great deals going on, and your promo code, of course, is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Now, I just want to give you this little bit of update. Mike Lindell, I got a note today from the vice president of MyPillow to let me know that Mike Lindell and MyPillow are producing thousands of pillows right now. And what are they going to do with them? He's getting ready to drive them up to the Freedom Trucker Convoy. That's right. He's about ready to distribute thousands of pillows to the Freedom Trucker Convoy. Mike Lindell. So we've got to give him all the support we can. Remember, this is a man who relies on supply chains. And here he is supporting the truckers and move his product after bankers have tried to debank him, after the cancel culture is trying to cancel him. This is like... God is with him, and we are fighting this fight together. So I have a special message for Mike today on a special he's got going on for everybody. So take a listen to this. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. And your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And that special gift is a copy of his book, which talks about how in a man that was in, in locked in addiction has become one of the greatest CEOs and patriots of our time. And what's the magic recipe? Christ. Beautiful. Fantastic. Get on over there. Support mypillow.com forward slash bards. Two more things, patriots. The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. That's the Bible for our time. 
Brad Cummings, general editor, editor, is a very close friend of mine, a super big supporter of Bards Nation. In fact, oh, you're going to hate me doing this, but I'm going to do it to you. In about two weeks, I think we're going to have a pretty big announcement, but got to wait. <laughs> so anyway, head on over to thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 20% off on those Bibles. Uh, amazing Bible, NASB 1995 edition, heirloom quality, beautiful paper, and it's designed to be kept in the family forever. You're going to love it, and it is the Bible for the warring warriors of Christ. It's got our founder's documents there. You can actually learn a lesson in, in God's Word and in history and how our founding fathers used the God's Word as a living language. Finally, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. That's the coffee developed for the warriors of our time. You take one cup, it sustains you for the entire day, keeps your head focused, your mind clear, boosts your immune system. And then while you're there, check out the other great products to help give you back your health sovereignty, a whole ecosystem of health supplements. They go from the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut because leaky gut is one of the number one problems of our health in this country. Big Pharma won't tell you that, but we will. Also, you have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. And then you have Earth, which is a full body nutrient supplement. Scoop one powder into some water, drink it, shake it. If I could shake, drink it one time a day. That's all the nutrients base that your body needs. And finally, Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract currently on the market. Patriots, I can't tell you how important that product is right now. It's so important because not only does it boost your health immunity, boost your immune system, but it also helps fight off many of the pathogens that come into your body. Isolates them would be the right term. So get on over there. Check out Pure 47. Very important to put on your cabinet, especially in this bioweapon war that they're waging against us. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Patriots, I'm on fire tonight. I'm telling you right now. This is a critical time in the history of humanity. Embrace it. Love it. Cheer it along. We're not going to live it another time. But remember these words as we begin tonight. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. This is how we counsel nations. This is how we minister to nations. This is how we disciple to nations. These leaders need to understand, I don't care where they're sitting right now. They can be the darkest Luciferians, whatever. And most of them are. There's probably 80% of our government has embraced the Luciferian path. But we have to be those ambassadors for, through Christ and with God to let them know that there is another way, but you must leave all of your sins behind. You must leave your ways and come and put yourself before God to be healed and to be mercifully let back in. That's going to be kind of hard for some of those guys, isn't it? And you know what? We don't care because we're out to win this war in God's name. All right, Patriots, I'm going to start here tonight with a short two-minute piece. I want you to listen to this. This really maps out what this whole fight is about. This fight we are in is always, is being shuttled around like, like a shell game in the United States, worse than any other country in the world. Everybody is looking left and right. You're being told to look at elections. You're being told to watch at election fraud. You're being told to pay attention to the stock market. Here's what the bottom line is. What they are working towards, all of this confusion, including the vax, including the threats of shortages on food, 
All of these pieces in the puzzle are all about them shifting everything over to a common control system, artificial intelligence-backed control system in which everything is locked into the blockchain. And from the blockchain, every single thing is tagged and tracked, and it ties everything, you and everything else, into that system in what they call the Internet of Things and the Internet of Brains even, IOB. They want to understand everything you do, think, dream, seriously, because all of that will compose what they call the social credit score. That is the fundamental way they are imprisoning humanity. So I want you to hear this little piece. This is an expose done out of China. Listen to this. Everywhere she goes, Ouyang Haoyu is followed. What she buys, how she behaves, is tracked and scored to show how responsible and trustworthy she is. It's called the social credit system, and in one version now being tested, a person's reputation is scored on a scale of 350 to 950. And Haoyu, with a good score of 752, is okay with it. In fact, most people are. It's a mechanism like... Uh, pushes you to become a better citizen. It's big data meets big brother, expanding how the government monitors, understands, and ultimately controls its 1.4 billion citizens. Thanks to advances in artificial intelligence and facial recognition, and a web of more than 200 million surveillance cameras. Are people bothered by privacy concerns? We think uh, a lot of cameras keep the safety is really good. We can accept it. Companies are experimenting with the algorithms to help the government create the new national social credit system. The government also has pilot projects. In one, citizens are required to do hours of unpaid work to get benefits. And scores are docked for things like littering, a messy yard, gossip, even jaywalking. Video of offenders is shown on the local news. And information collectors like Joe I. Nee are paid to report on their neighbors, her quota, 10 entries a month. Like the man who carried a drunk person home. A good deed, she says. Good social credit gets rewarded with perks like cheap loans and travel deals. But a bad score means public shame and worse. Huang Huijun lost a court case and didn't pay. Now he's on a government blacklist. I can't buy airplane or train tickets, he says. And the list goes on. Being discredited makes it hard to get a job or put kids in top schools. The social credit system will go nationwide next year, and few here are willing to criticize it. Something that may pose a risk itself for a bad score and the life that comes with it. Patriots, that is what they are looking for in everything. They've been testing this and piloting it in China for years, and they're mastering it. They're planning on rolling this out on a global level. That's what all of this COVID nonsense is about. The backbone is of this is to shape humanity, get humanity accustomed to being told what to do. The mask wearers, the vax injectors, those that accepted the bioweapon in their arm, they're the first ones that have been accepted because they all know that they're going to be the test subjects because they're compliant sheep. Now, if you're one of those and you're listening and you're getting offended, then stop being offended and stop complying. By the way, if we have new people here and you've taken the injection, we'll pray for you. But let me tell you very clearly how this channel is. We're brutal on the injection. We're brutal on compliance. We are a, we are a non-compliant channel. So, We'll pray for you. We're here for you, but you're going to have to repent with Christ 
That's the only way through it. So continuing on. This fight that we're holding the line on is to keep this from happening. And so at the core of this is we have to disrupt their system. Canada's getting it, and whether Canada intended to or not, it has hit the holy grail. I want you to listen to this 17-second clip here. This is the core of what Canada is doing and why they are freaking out. Listen to this. Enforce the law and the injunction. Uh, right now, uh, we have almost a half a billion dollars worth of goods that are not moving because of an illegal blockade by uh, a group of people who uh, don't represent anyone but themselves. An illegal blockade. Basically, what they're saying is you all are, that are driving your trucks out there. According to the government, you're slaves to them. Do as you're told or else. That's not the way it works. And this is what... Th- this liberal elite is now discovering is when you lose the support of the working class, you don't have much, but Canada's losing its mind. They are starting to threaten heavily, heavy fines, hundred thousand dollars per protester or per yeah pro- protester, if that's there. And these are the things that they're trying to get people to be afraid of, to be afraid that they're going to be punished somehow. Well, Canada's not responding well. They don't accept it because Canada's in a defiant mood, which is exactly what the whole world needs right now. Here's an update from our Republican-Canadian girl, solid as always. Here you go. This morning, Premier Ford declares state of emergency in Ontario. Doug Ford said they are taking necessary steps to support the police officers and to restore law and order. This gives police officers the authority to give fines up to $100,000, as well as possible imprisonment for those who will not leave the blockade. They're also obviously urging for people not to go to the blockade if they're not currently there, otherwise you could be sectioned to this as well. This is not restoring law and order. The whole reason we're doing the blockades, the whole reason Canada started this movement is because the government failed at keeping law in order. So Canada has responded with its typical way, shaking in its boots as it waves its flags and crowds into Ontario or Ottawa. Here you go. This is tonight. Thousands and thousands out there tonight. That's it. Going live right now. There you go. Canada does not care. They're tired of being pushed around. Canada's got a spine like no other right now, and they're digging in. That means that the threats are either going to have to be made into something real or they're going to fall. And that's just a truth of it. It's just the way it is. And we'll, I have a little clip we'll play at the end for you to kind of give you that heart and that soul of Canada. It's really coming along. Now, today there's another breaking piece. It's very important because the rank and file is starting to fall apart. Today, today a major, Stephen Chabowski, I may have said his name wrong, and if I, do, I, if I did, I apologize, broke from rank and file today. Now, understand this. Canadians have 54,000 approximately soldiers in their military. We have 1.8, 1.9 million. In the United States military, when you get to the rank of major, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like getting to first base. 
It's no big deal, except somehow in the U.S. Army, when you get to major, they always have a brain lobotomy and they become these stupid hand puppets of the elite. I don't know how that happens. It's like it's a transformation. It happens right before your very eyes. Few Army majors are worth anything. It's usually like this wasted rank, but I digress. This Canadian major is solid. He spent 22 years in the Canadian Army. He was in, he was in Operation Medusa. Now, I was down and around in Operation Medusa. Operation Medusa was a horrible fight for Canadians. And in that fight, they lost a lot of boys. They, they went from 99% operational efficiency down to 30% operational efficiency in 10 days. They were getting shot up big time. The U.S. came and backed them up. We sent in 10th Mountain and we sent in 7th Group Special Forces with a single order when they went in to support the Canadians. If it moves, kill it. Not kidding. That was the rule. If it moves, kill it. And they cleaned it out. They mucked out every bit of the Taliban that were down there. This guy is, knows what the fighting is. He's experienced a real deal. This is seven minutes of the, one of the most powerful testimonies coming from a uniformed officer I've, I think I've heard in modern times. He understands what he's done. The risk that he's taken for his career is unprecedented. And he's a true patriot of Canada and of the world. And I hope every military person around listens to this man because he has taken a huge risk to put the right perspective of what he's in duty for and who he serves. So listen to this. Good day, folks. My name is Major Stephen Shlodowski. I have served Canada in the Canadian Armed Forces for 20 plus years. I hold a first class honors degree in political science. And I have held several Army Command positions. I have an urgent message for all Canadians. For nearly two years, our own elected government officials have been using the bullying tactics of fear, intimidation, coercion, and financial and physical violence against us to gain compliance for certain repeated medical procedures. We tell our children that bullying is wrong. We know it to be so. Yet we allow our leaders to do this to us. They have knowingly and repeatedly violated the highest laws of the land in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, as well as other signed international human rights agreements. Canadians have been lulled into believing that the same government who suppresses your freedoms in the name of safety will one day just reward you back with your freedoms if you just comply to ever-changing rules and health orders. That, folks, is the very definition of tyranny, not democracy. Humans are inherently free. Kings and queens and government cronies can give you, can't give you your basic human rights. They are naturally yours. They can't be given, they can't be taken. They can only be suppressed. In the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Queen Elizabeth is recognizing in law our fundamental freedoms. The federal and provincial governments of Canada have chosen through a well-planned and orchestrated set of measures to trick and fool and scare you, the very people who elected them and pay their salaries into complying with the suppression of our basic human rights. They have knowingly betrayed you and me under the lie of safety. This past Remembrance Day, as I stood in front of the military cenotaph in Fredericton to honor my comrades who gave their lives for others' freedom, 
I overheard the Premier of New Brunswick, Premier Higgs, and our Member of Parliament, Jenica Atwin, tell members of the public how special it was that these brave members of the military gave their lives for their freedom. That same freedom that these very liars and deceivers are actively working right now to suppress. I stood there, a soldier of nearly 21 years, as a senior officer in the Canadian Army, as a veteran of Afghanistan, participating in Op Medusa, the largest combat operation for Canada since the Korean War, where I watched my own brave comrades fight and get injured and die. But I also stood there as a person who hasn't taken the COVID-19 injection. The irony, so even though I serve this country and it has been an honor to do so, an absolute honor, like many thousands of Canadians who choose body autonomy and pro-choice, I am unable to share in the same privileges now, like eating at a restaurant, going out in public to an event, or even traveling across provinces to see my child. This is happening to many others. These government traitors to freedom are suppressing the rights of the very people they claim to honor, and it made me sick to my stomach. These Canadian governments are now focused on our children with a medical genetic therapy that is now proven by repeated medical journals studies not to prevent COVID infection nor to prevent its transmission to others. For our children, serious illness and death is non-existent from COVID-19 unless your child is chronically unhealthy to begin with. Yet the toxin that is in this injection will have serious, life-damaging, permanent effects to your child's health immunity. That fact of natural T-cell and DNA damage has also come to light recently by medical scientist studies. I am calling on the medical community to put an immediate halt on these children's injections until the Canadian public can receive the accurate, truthful data from these COVID injection injuries that have already occurred. The Canadian public has a right to be able to make informed medical choices, especially for their little children. To tell them repeatedly it is safe and effective and not give them that choice is a crime and it's also genocide. The media and government must put an immediate halt to all scientific medical censorship and the silencing of health professionals who do not comply with your agenda, as well as hear from COVID injection injury victims. The Canadian public has a right to hear from those in our communities and families who have been injured by this procedure. I am calling on my military and police comrades, all of you, all of us who have sworn a personal oath to protect our family, our friends and our community, to now stand up and protect your loved ones against this government forced medical tyranny. You chose to serve because you wanted to give back to your community. And instead, the government has turned your love for community and your loyalty against you. And you are now a weapon against the very people you love. Brothers and sisters, you can't be forever for forever changing indiscriminate government measures, which use fear and violence, and also be for your loved ones and for freedom. You have to choose. I am asking you to choose your family and your community. This is why you serve. And this is your moment to be a hero for your loved ones. They deserve the truth. They deserve to be protected. 
I am also calling on all Canadians to join in solidarity together. Freedom and love for our community. Freedom to choose who you want to be, where you want to live, what you want to experience and learn, what your spirituality is and what you want to practice, who you want to love, what you want to put in your own bodies is the foundation of our democracy in Canada. We cannot let freedom die with this generation. May God forever bless the free citizens of Canada. And may God bless Canada. That is fantastic. That is a true patriot right there. That is a true patriot. So speaking to American military, you need to listen carefully. You're going to be put in positions in the coming weeks and months to put yourself against the citizens of the United States. You're going to be called upon at points to enforce some form of control because this is going to go way beyond the control of law enforcement. It's going to begin with the mobilization of the National Guard, and then likely there will be other forces called in action. Do not, do not violate your oath. Your oath is not to protect a corporate corrupt tyranny. Your oath, as in any military, whether it is Canada, whether it is the United States, whether it is Great Britain, your oath is to the people. So if you have that tendency and you have that get your gun on thing going because you're going to go out and save the nation, stand down. Stand down. You're hearing this from me who spent three and a half years on the ground in Afghanistan. You're hearing it from a major who's risked his entire career in Canada. Think about that. You're hearing it from select police officers and members of RCMP doing the same thing. We need more police officers. We need more military standing up in the United States. The revolution is beginning. Choose wisely. Uh, Canadians have understood very well here that the power of what they're doing is they are getting to the core of what makes this machine work and its goods and services. Listen to this one minute and 27 second clip. You know, Geraldo Rivera just came out and said that all truck drivers are thugs and degenerates. Yep. Does that idiot realize that everything he sees, everything he touches, we've handled? We hauled it. This nation won't survive without a truck driver. It can't. But what really bothers me is that when this pandemic first started, who was out of here? Who couldn't get a hot meal? We couldn't use the bathroom. We couldn't get a shower. We was away from our families. And we was considered a hero at that time. But after that was over with, we went back to a low-life piece of shit again. And to be called a thug and a degenerate, yeah, that really hurts. I, 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 that, was, that was a low blow. And this is why I say, shut them down and go home. Screw DC. Go home. They done it back in the 70s. Do they not realize that the truck driver, matter of fact, you truck drivers, do you even realize that we run this nation? Truck drivers do run the nation. And that's something to remember. Working class runs the nation. For all you liberal pukes out there that thinks that you've got a white collar job, sit at a desk, create nothing in digital world, we've got news for you. We're going to shut this thing down. 
We're going to shut it down hard. And when you go to the store to get your little prep salad for the evening and you've got nothing, don't start crying. You brought this on yourself. This is it. We are in a war now. Get it right. We are all designated as domestic terrorists by our Homeland Security and by RCMP and the nation state of Canada has declared its own people. Trudeau today came out and announced that we Americans are responsible for what's going on in Canada. I own it. I hope you all own it too. Thank you, Trudeau. We're going to stand with our brothers and sisters in Canada and go screw yourself. We do not care. We are going to unite as two sticks into one. Ezekiel 37, 15 to 17. Let me read these words and let these sink in. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph, that is to Ephraim and all the Israelites associated with him. Join them together into one stick so that they will become one in your hand. Canada, United States, we are two tribes of one blood, one common love in Christ. Our governments will not divide us. They will not. We are united in tribes. Nation states are the myth. That's how they divide us. You tell me the logic that I can travel across my state. I can travel to California, to, at least for now, to Idaho. Yet I can't cross the Canadian border. Why? Because I don't have an injection? What nonsense is that? I didn't know that a virus suddenly hit the border and checked in with border control and said, whoops, sorry, I guess I can't cross there. This is exactly the core of the entire problem. They, all this thing is is to try to regulate and mandate people to get an injection. We all know what this injection is about. Graphene oxide, nanotech, hydrogel, hydrovulgaris, all of this with a spike protein, all of it coated with a, with a nano lipid gel that gets into every single cell and converts you into something other than human. They are using the human core of the people in the United States as a Petri dish to test this new tech and to determine what will and won't work as they slaughter children and slaughter the elderly. Those are crimes against humanity. It is genocide. And every single one of them will be held accountable in the front of God in injustice by our hands, period. There is no going back. And any government official, any educator, I don't care if you're a kindergarten teacher, a preschool teacher, a high school teacher, a, a professor at the university, if you've pushed this vax, at the end of the day, you will be held accountable for crimes against humanity, period. If you are a military officer and you have been encouraging your soldiers, pushing your soldiers to take this vax, you will be held accountable for crimes against humanity. I don't care who you are, whether it's President Trump, whether it's Pence, whether it's Biden, if you have been pushing this vax, you owe and will face crimes against humanity, period. People are dying. Bears report over 28,000 people dead, and that's 1% reporting. Let that sink in. That means we are looking at a minimum of 280,000 people and likely 2.8 million people dead by vax. That's genocide. Bears report over 1 million people vax damaged. And most of those that are damaged have HIV, we are now learning. They have given us a legacy that we will have to endure as we have to heal and support the fellow man, our fellow brothers and sisters of this world that are God's children they have tried to destroy. 
Borla gets an award from Israel as the greatest accomplishment in science for mRNA. Not one politician is calling him out. Why? Because they're all on the payroll of Big Pharma. They're all afraid to stand up to Big Pharma. There's not a CEO in Big Pharma that doesn't deserve to have his head stuck in a noose. And let us, let us not forget the CEO of BlackRock. Another very important little piece here. BlackRock CEO is behind much of this, running over a trillion dollars in funds, hedge funds. I would encourage you to find out where your money is. And by the way, get out of the market if you're there. I'm not a stock advisor. I'm not a financial analyst or advisor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a doctor. But common sense tells me get out of the market and get out fast. Massive drops today, yet massive drops yesterday, and Pfizer has now announced that it is withdrawing or suspending its application with the FDA for the, for the vaccination for five-year-olds, five-year-old children. Now, why would they do that? Because the rumor is, coming out of Wall Street, that the data is so horrific that the damage is so severe to children that Pfizer's trying to run from it. That means that ripple effect, that truth is percolating up, is about ready to blow up the markets. The truth will prevail, and we will prevail with it. I'll tell you, this is unprecedented what's happening to humanity, and we have to stand up to this. Have to stand up to this. Listen to this rant from a trucker. Five minutes, 31 seconds. Dead on. Okay, so... um. Just watching some of this press conference here, and uh, I'm going to say some things now that is going to upset a lot of people. You're not going to like it, as is often the case when something is true. Um, you know, but uh, it's it's you know what I believe to be true, and um, there's a lot of reasons for that. So um, <laughs> this originally started uh, the the GoFundMe was Tamara uh, Lick, I understand. Um, who was a, you know, a maverick party person, a Western separatist. Um, that party uh, ran candidates only in areas where it wouldn't hurt the conservative party. It had uh, Jay Hill installed as, as a leader after, uh, after Peter Downing was ousted. And uh, Jay Hill was a Stephen Harper guy. Now, you know, whatever that means to you is whatever it means to you. Shortly after that, BJ Dichter gets involved. B.J. Dichter is a conservative party operative. B.J. Dichter is the guy that was the LGB Tory campaign guy. He was, uh, you know, the manager of, of many, many prominent uh, um, online political commentators in Canada, YouTube personalities and this kind of thing. Um, and now, now, now he's on there. He's doing all the talking and he's saying the liberals, the liberals, the liberals, liberal this, liberal that, liberal this. Well, let me tell you this, uh, BJ and everybody else out there, in case you forgot, because I didn't forget, the conservatives said absolutely zero this entire time as businesses were destroyed, as the mandates were bought in. You know what the conservative party said? It said it's time to get vaccinated. It's time to, you know, do what you're told. And now all of a sudden the conservative party is your friend, is it? Is this the same conservative party that brought in the, you know, the, uh, you can be held 14 days without charges now? Uh, the same one that sold out our energy industry to the Chinese and, and, and signed the FIPA agreement with Stephen Harper and all this kind of stuff. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Is that what's going on? Um, you know, and he's admitted to, to, to talking to the Liberal Party. He's like, we're talking to other parties and not the ones that you think. Who do you think they're talking about? They're not, I know for a fact, they're not talking to, to uh, Max Bernier or Randy Hillier. So who are you talking about? Okay. This uh, Dagny character is involved now. And, and that person is uh, Marco Mendocino's campaign manager. 
That guy uh, was just on, I just watched him uh, last night or the night before, calling us all terrorists, essentially, in the House of Commons. So the government's got its hooks into this, you know, six ways from Sunday right now. And um, people need to be aware of this. They are going to, they're going to turn, they're hijacking this populist movement as a, as a means to, uh, you know, uh, ride the wave into power. I mean, listen, I like Pierre. I like a lot of what he says and what he does, but uh, let's face facts here. Where were you six months ago, Pierre? Where were you a year ago? Why did it take you two years to find a spine and find a backbone and say something about uh, what's right and what's wrong in this country? Why did it take you this long to uh, to apparently care about the rights and uh, you know freedoms of Canadians? Because, oh, look, look at this big populist movement I can all of a sudden conveniently take advantage of. Where was the Conservative Party then? Crickets, nothing, nada. We had nobody. What we did have was Max Bernier and Randy Hilliard this entire, entire time. Entire time. And everybody else working at the PPC for two years and longer. Okay? They've never changed the message. They've never changed the platform. They've been saying the same things this entire time. And that's why I've been supporting them. I don't like liars. I don't like two-faced, uh, you know, schemers. And that's what the Conservative Party is. And that's what it always has been. And now you're seeing a Conservative Party operative hijack this entire thing and make it seem like, well, it's the Liberal Party. And if you just get the Conservatives in here, we got to get rid of these Liberals. We got to get the libs out. Got to get the libs out. Are you kidding me? We just did this in Nova Scotia. We just did this. Remember Tim Houston and the, we're going to vote it because we don't want the Vax Pass. And what did you get? You got a Vax Pass. These legacy establishment politicians are not your friend. They don't care about you. They care about themselves and they don't see this. They, uh, don't listen to what they say. They don't see this as like, oh, what a beautiful thing. These hardworking Canadians, whatever. They don't, they don't see that. They say, they see opportunity. They see an opportunity to, to seize power for themselves and they're taking full advantage of it and they're taking full advantage of all the people out there that are naive to who these people really are and what they're really up to. Now, I'm probably going to catch a lot of shit for saying this. I don't care. It's true. Uh, say whatever you want, but uh, don't be surprised um, when this is probably what's going to happen, right? They're probably, Pierre is definitely, I mean, he's going to be the leader of the Conservative Party. They're going to win in a landslide election probably here shortly. And then, uh, you know what? Well, there's been some, you know, things had to be, you know, negotiated. Well, hey, we're going to have a digital ID now. It's just the way it has to be to get the economy back on track and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, that, that party is filthy with, uh, bureaucratic money, Saudi money, foreign money, Chinese money, billionaires. It's, it's garbage. Okay. And again, the proof is in the pudding. Oh, he's saying all the right. Yeah. Now he is. Where were you this whole time? Two years. You know how many of my friends committed suicide? You know how many people died? How much damage has been done irreparably to the economy? Police are arresting teenagers. All, all the, you know, beating people up and, where were you guys? Because it wasn't politically advantageous. It, there wasn't any opportunity in it for the men. But now there is. And now they're showing up to pretending like they're your friend. The devil wears a suit and tie. The devil wears a suit and tie. Well said. Patriots, this should sound familiar here in the United States. Isn't it ironic that the conservatives in Canada and the Republicans that are supposed to be the conservatives here are all chiming the same message? The liberals, the liberals, the liberals, the liberals. What have I been saying? Two heads, same beast. This is an elite fight of the factions of the moderate elite trying to take on a radical elite, but it's all the same end game. They're moving everybody towards transhumanism. They're moving everybody towards a world of the fourth industrial revolution. They're going to steal your jobs with robotics. They're going to make all sorts of promises, and they're not going to take away any of their powers. 
The governments are rancid to their core. Rancid to their core. You can't fix this broken. These seats are owned by Satan themselves. So don't be fooled. I've said all along, the number one metric on this whole thing is you tell me a politician that is willing to call out Borla as the CEO of Pfizer, as the hand of genocide, and and demand that he be held for crimes against humanity and to put an immediate stop to the vax, you give me a politician there, I'll start to listen. Otherwise, they're all of the same cut. They're all pandering because they don't want to go against big pharma money. Big Pharma owns them. Fink, by the way, Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock. I mentioned it earlier. That dude is pushing the agendas. He's going into CEOs and telling them if they they don't get compliant with the progressive agenda and go against the United States, he's not going to fund them. He's representing a trillion dollars worth of funds. Here's the problem. That's your money, not his money. He's using people's money, that's the game, to fund the war against us. He's working with China. He's the one that brokers deals for CCP. Get your money out of the market. That's not a financial advisement statement. That's a moralist statement that if you're in the market right now making money, I will guarantee you somewhere in your funds you're making money because of this pandemic. That's blood money, and I wouldn't want to use it because God's wrath is going to be extreme on this one. This is not a game, folks. This is not a game. We are being played by two parties right now, and they're all playing the same game, liberals versus conservatives. We're smarter than that. Our path is with God. Canada's rising up, not being deceived at this point, because they're putting God before them. And we have to continue to pray for Canada, and Canada needs to continue to pray to keep itself clear. And we have to unite the tribes of Canada and the tribes of the United States. Now, we do have an update from the objective of the U.S. truckers because truckers here are mobilizing. Today, reinforcements went to the border. A a member of Rebel News Canada was standing at the border when the Canadians decided to be gracious and to open up the American lane to let people in. The problem is nobody showed up. (laughs) Why? Because at one of the creek crossings up there today, there was about 10 miles of trucks on the U.S. side that decided it was time to shut it down too. So Gretchen, the witch from Michigan, that one, yeah, well, she declared war on Canada yesterday. And American truckers responded by saying, go pound sand. Teamsters backed her to try to tell her that she was that it was a bad thing that Teamsters can go pound sand. GM, Toyota, Ford have shut down for three days. And if this continues, they're going to shutter their plants or shut down their plants for several weeks because the two countries through the corridor in Michigan are connected. And those are the, those are the transportation gateways that they're shutting down. We need to shut down every transportation gateway. This is not playing into their hand. We've heard this already from patriots. If you do this, you're playing into their hand. I've said this over and over. 
They are going to crash this economy whether we like it or not. It's either on our terms or their terms. Our terms right now prevent them from milking more money out of the economy and accelerate their plan. That's the thing. And as we accelerate their plan, they make mistakes. And as they make mistakes, more people wake up. Our solution is we have to wake more people up and people have to stand and quit playing in their system. Those that have sold their soul to that devil, you're going to walk a deadly price for it. We're trying to help you. If you don't want to listen to us, if you're going to turn your back on us, sorry to hear it. The pain will come and it will not be something you will enjoy. The rest of us are going to fight to be free. Liberty is the fight, not freedom. Liberty, because God gives us liberties. And this is the core of everything we're doing. So here's an update from U.S. Truckers. Take a listen to this. Potential uh, events going to happen for us with our truckers are going to maybe start mobilizing and uh, doing what we need to do, which is shut down D.C., shut down Sacramento, shut down Albany, shut down these states and these this capital until uh, we root out this evil. Root out this evil's right. This evil's deep. And until these clones and drones and zombies that are living within the city start to wake up. They're not going to wake up until they start to realize that something's wrong when you can't go and get your pre-done little yuppie salad or your loaf of bread and it's gone. It's not on the shelf. It's not because they're taking it away. It's because it's not there because that group of people that you've cast out, that you've said are hooligans and terrorists and whatever else, They've just told you we're no longer going to play. Enjoy your life. Fix it yourself. And they'll rattle sabers, sabers and they'll say things like, oh, well, we're going to get those automated trucks. Have at it. Good luck. Because it's going to take you 10 years to produce enough of them to move the goods and services. You don't have the infrastructure yet. And, yeah, I, I guess you're going to be pretty thin. Because without food, it's going to be hard to get it all done. You can't eat your phone. Now, Patriots, the bottom line of this whole thing is we haven't asked for anything. We've asked to be left alone. We've asked to be left to live the life that we've wanted. We've asked very peacefully. We've asked not to have them force us to do anything, and they keep telling us you have no choice. We've said we want to have our choice. They say, no, you have your, our choice that we give you or you must leave. People have lost their jobs. Those that have sent many have taken the injection are now suffering the consequences, whether it's myocarditis, whether it's nerve damage, whether it's memory damage, blood clots, the list goes on. And so we hold the line and we keep telling them, let us be. But there comes a point when you tip too far and when that tipping comes too far, there's things that happen. We don't want those things to happen. We're speaking now to the council of states, to nation states. The wisdom that we're passing on, we're telling you as leaders, as people that listen, listen carefully. We the people outnumber you. You can threaten us. You can try to intimidate us. But we're united through God. And if you don't believe that, watch as this moves. But remember Jericho. Because there comes a point in time that God does not tolerate this. 
So I want you to hear this piece by a Canadian. And I think it sums it up very well. Be warned, those in leadership. Don't push beyond the limit. The most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who just wanted to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and those they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know that the moment they fight back, their lives as they have lived them are over. The moment that the men who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it's a form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be. Which is why, when forced to take out violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate and a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play-acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at these people's door and they will cry, scream, and beg for mercy, but will fall upon the deaf ears of the men who just wanted to be left alone. The men who just wanted to be left alone, the populations that just wanted to be left alone. Those that are the hand puppets of tyranny, think carefully. Your masters will not protect you. Your masters will not stand by you in the end. You can worship your Luciferian gods all you want. They will not protect you. God is with us in this fight, and we will follow that path of God, which is a a loving God, but he's also a wrathful God. And he will not stand to watch his children suffer the pains of diabolical men, psychopaths, who choose to use children and adults and elderly as their playthings in the experimentations and exploitations and slavery. There comes a point in time when the world shifts. Canada is leading that shift, and the world is watching. We are listening. We are rising. And as a people of this world, we are uniting in the love of God, in the walk of Christ, under the banner of Christ, in the Lord's army. Be advised, beware, do not wake and stir the people that just asked to be left alone. Canadians today were challenged at Milk River, Alberta. The police came to do arrests. I want you to hear this one minute and 50 second piece. It's raw. It's just them coming together to hold the line. The police made no arrests. We're standing on guard. Lean on me. We're standing on guard. When you're standing on guard. This is emotional, guys. I love every single one of you. Alongside, guys. Let's go. 
guys. Good job. Good job. Proud of you. This is amazing. I've never done this kind of thing before. None of us have. Keep sharing, you guys. Please, please keep sharing. This is a peaceful stand. God bless Canada. God bless America. God bless God's children across this world. Keep your head up and your eyes forward, patriots. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Now let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this night to stand before you, to put ourselves before you, and to pray for the mercy of forgiving us, Lord, for allowing our nations to drift so far from you. Lord, we are here to repent. We are here to ask you home, to open the door, to join us, to sit with us, to be with us, to walk with us, to reclaim your position on the throne of our nations, to guide us, to be the Father that we all want and desire. Lord, in this time, we are facing a tyrannical evil that has lost all understanding of your greatness and your glory. In these days ahead, Lord, let us wield the sword of the Spirit in the most mighty ways. Give us the strength of David, the confidence and dedication of all the armies and wars that were fought. Let us be strong and obedient like Gideon, and let us be strategic and relentless like Joshua. Lord, this is our time. This is our time as your children to unite across this world, to see ourselves as tribes, not nations, to understand the glory of the blood of Christ that flows within us, the unity that that brings, the fellowship that it brings, for us now to seek to help one another, not to be exploited and led by the fools. Let justice be brought to this world. Let no man bow except before you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A glorious time. A time for warriors to rise. A time for those that feel they're weak to stand and say, I am strong. The time for those that say they are strong to lead. A time to unite. And a time to march forward, to occupy the land and expand the kingdom. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into this fight. Prayers, patriots, are the rock on which we stand. And that rock is as solid as ever. The storm is raging. And we will not bend or bow except to God Almighty. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But we have a mission here. And we have a, a reason to be here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. 
I'll see you tonight, Patriots for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.